This is Pat Soundbites Unplugged. Unplugged, the podcast where all the artists go to tell it as it is. Careers, music, tours, and more. And here's your host, the man that refuses to eat squid, Pat Calamari. Hey, Pat Calamari here, Pat Soundbites Unplugged, episode number 61. And it's a good one. Before I get into that, Certainly, I hope everyone is safe and staying home and following kind of the rules that have been put together by our experts in the medical field. I forgot what day it is that I am been quarantined home um, out in the yard and just here in my little homestead, my studio, and um, spending time with my family, which is always a great thing. And um, enjoying talking to a lot of wonderful artists. So um, all good here with me, and I pray that all is good with you. And uh, that you're listening to a lot of podcasts like mine and uh, supporting these wonderful artists. And uh, this chat is certainly no exception. So um, before I get into that, just please stay safe, stay home. Wear a mask, wear gloves, be safe, don't hoarder food, pick up after your trash. It's amazing that I, I'm saying this. You would think it's the norm, but I guess uh, I guess we need to do a reminders here. We're all in this together. We're all on this great earth, this great planet. And uh, I think this is a Mother Nature wake-up call. We have to do this right. And the sooner we all follow the rules and do things right, the sooner... Hopefully, we will be back where we left uh, being around people. I don't think the right word is social distancing. To social to me is I'm socializing with a lot of people, whether it's online, whether it's on Zoom, whether it's on a phone. I think the really word should be physical distancing because that's what we're missing, that, that touch, that hug that hanging out with folks. So, although I was saying some new words, words that have uh, evolved over this virus, and you hear all the time social distancing, I, I think it's actually the wrong word. It's really physical distancing. But whatever it is, we all know what that means. So please, the numbers are, it seem to be slowing down a bit. So, it seems to be working, but every day I learn another friend of mine or somebody that knows somebody that has been stricken with the virus or in the hospital, and the bottom line is lives are being lost, So, and that's not a good thing. So we pray for those people. We pray for the people on the front lines. We cannot forget them, and we need to do our part so we can go back to seeing live concerts, live shows, going to the venues and stuff like that. Okay, well, that being said, one record that I've been promoting since probably December when I got a copy of it and in my first interview and my theme of keeping new music alive on the radio airways is Mike Moster and the Go-Go Tuner family. And I'm pretty much have become a, a good friend of Mike's just by chatting on the phone and learning about each other, and um, it's all good. Mike uh, 
is a very um, creative, edu um, intelligent, educated, intelligent uh, gentleman. And um, he put together this album from, uh, he's got a great background in the music industry, producer, musician, singer, songwriter himself. Well, I don't know about singer, but backup vocals maybe, but songwriter. He's got a degree in uh, the music business. He knows what he's doing. And uh, he put this all-star lineup together, names that you just wouldn't be familiar with because they're like more of the support team. But they have played with artists, the known artists, you know, the Stevie Woodwards, the Jennifer Lopez, um, the Kemp Moes, the Herb Albert, um, you name it. These folks have played with a lot of great stars that we're very accustomed with and familiar with and uh, he put these folks together in songs that he wrote and um, kind of took them out of their normal and I mean if you're a rock singer you're not singing a rock song or um, if you're an R&B singer you're not singing R&B you're doing a rock song Things of that nature, taking folks out of their um, normal element. I mean, the Go-Go Tudor family, uh, the songs and the artists, you know, it just cross genre of great tunes. And it allows these artists the chance to really showcase their musical talent outside of what they're normally accustomed to. So it's all good. Now, the other day, I talked with uh, Mike and Tony Cavino, and Tony and Mike formed, in theory, more of a rock group and got Tony outside his box and got him uh, singing a couple of tracks in this awesome album, She's Gone, is one of them. And um, Tony does a magnificent job with that. He does, uh, I think he's involved with four tracks. I don't have it actually right in front of me. Can't Find My Way is another one. Um, but today we're showcasing the amazing vocalists and talents of an amazing artist named Lanisha Latimer. And Lanisha is, is featured on a couple of these tracks. And uh, the main one that she is on is called Taking My Heart. It's an absolute knockout and she does a phenomenal song that she is and i am not a fan of the word backup vocalist or background vocalist she works for stevie wonder and jennifer lopez and her story is just incredible but she's you know that that movie 20 feet of stardom you know it talks about lisa fisher it talks about um, yeah, I want to see Mariah Carey, some of these folks that were, you know, behind the artists and then finally take the spotlight. Well, Mike encourages Lanisha to take the spotlight in this song, Taking My Heart, and she does an incredible job. But to me, if you know anything about me, it's not only about the record and the music, but it's about the stories and I've been fortunate to hang out with a lot of artists and interview a lot of artists, both face-to-face -face or by phone. And um, it's all about their stories. 
And it always comes down to a few things. Obviously, timing, the desire, and the hard work. And and the belief and the confidence. And um, if you believe in it and you want it that bad, you work hard for it, and you keep the drive alive and the dream alive, well, my friends, it certainly could happen. And Lanisha is, a, um, is, is, is just like that. Her dream has come true. It's not what she expected. You know, people always say, hey, I want to be with this one or that one. But you got to work at it. Work at the, uh, the craft. And um, things just worked out for her. We had a wonderful, wonderful conversation uh, about how it all started with her in church with her parents and uh, the Baptist church and gospel and choir and her mom signing her up for contests and um, it just lined the stars lined up for her and here she is today working with the great Stevie Wonder and the great Jennifer Lopez and her story is uh, one of a kind you know it's it just doesn't it's not like this happens every day but in her case it it has happened and i'm so happy for her and i really can't wait for her to put out a solo album so i can play that on my radio show she also does the um backing vocals behind morgan miles who's more of a country singer in a great r&b song not giving up and you hear that track and you hear that choir and that's lanisha and a few others and uh, it really sticks out very moving and very powerful um so a great chat today with lanisha latimer and uh, again i'm gonna do more interviews as i promised mike it's about the stories and he's got you know 10 or more of these wonderful artists that either play bass, play rhythm guitar, lead guitar, maybe drums, uh, keyboards that have been part of this go-go tuner family that all have that magnificent story. And when I hear that, I'm all in. So please go out and buy the record. It's, it's a, it covers everything that you can think of. From rock to R&B to funk to swampy, southern, uh, I want to say Cajun, but it's more, you know, blues, very great, good blues music, um, great instrumentals, couple instrumentals, it's all there. So um, sit back and enjoy. Again, stay home, stay safe. Uh, please don't hesitate to share with your friends that you and like the uh, the chat because I don't like the word interview. I like to say we had a conversation and we had a great conversation with Mike. I had a great conversation with Mike and Lanisha. So um, go out and buy the record. And as I always say, live, love, and laugh a lot, folks, because life is way too short. Here is the wonderful Lanisha Latimer and Mike Bolster of the Go-Go Tuner family. Hi, this is 
is Renisha Latimer from Go Go Tuner Family, and you are listening to Pat Soundbite Unplugged. WBXO Classic Rock, redefined in conjunction with Pat Soundbites Unplugged. Honored to keep promoting new music on the radio airways and on my podcast. And this is one record album that I've been playing tracks probably since December when I got to meet Mike Moster on the phone and talking with Mike and the Go-Go Tuner family. And we've been covering a lot of tracks. And today I get the opportunity to talk to another amazing artist who's been featured on a few tracks on the record. The incredible vocalist, Miss Lanisha Latimer. How are you, Lanisha? And Mike is also on the line as well. How is everybody doing today? Oh, we're doing fantastic. I, uh, you know, we got a pulse. We got out of bed. The, the sky's a little bit blue, so uh, we're locked down. We, ha- I haven't killed my wife or family yet, so that's a good start. <laughs> Oh my goodness. So I've talked to Mike a, a, a bunch of times and learned a lot about Mike and I'll ask you to let me know your your side of the coin about this this uh very creative uh, individual here Lanisha but before we uh before I get you going um so y- you do a terrific job on these tracks and I and I got to tell you right off the top I cannot I don't I just cannot I hate the word backup vocalist. I've become good friends with Bernard Fowler of the Rolling Stones, and that led me to meet meet the incredible Lisa Fisher. And you guys are not, even though that is your role on on, on one of the tracks of not giving up, but I wish they could, somebody could create a different role word for it. Because you're yeah. you're just you're as professional as anybody else out there, you know. It's just that word. It's like, oh, really? Right, right. Yeah, it definitely has a, a little kind of ding to it. But I mean, you know, of, of course, like you said, you you've mentioned incredible singers in in the industry, and I, I think that you know a lot of people think that oh, okay, oh, you're just singing background for such and such. Which of course, the artists are amazing in in their own, but a lot of people don't realize. The musicianship or the talent that's behind the major artist is just—it's—it's—it's incredible. It's—it's amazing. So, you know, yeah, I agree with you. It would be kind of nice to kind of have another name, but you know, it's—it's good. We roll with it. Yeah, I mean, I, I got we have all the time in the world locked down now in our homes uh, for a little bit. And I think every time I get a chance to talk to Bernard or Lisa, and I watch the the, the wonderful uh, documentary 20, 20 Feet from Stardom, and I look at so many of those artists that have made it, you know, that deserve to be, you know, they play such an important role with the sound, as you do first Stevie Wonder and Jennifer Lopez, so the listeners know that you are part of uh, their bands and go on tour and you, you're a big support of that and uh, that's 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 two stories as it is that that's a, an hour conversation for each of them but so I imagine Lanisha that it all started you know in church in choir or maybe mom or an aunt or family how did how did you get like that singing bug and know that you know what this is really what I want to do or I have this gift and uh, I want to share it you know it's funny because you kind of hit the nail on the head with with all of it it was 
singing in church and, and my mother and, you know, the whole thing. So, you know, I grew up um, in a, a Baptist church, you know, singing. My first solo, I think it was like five years old, I sang Amy Grant's Fat Little Baby. And, you know, I just, I kind of always just loved it. My mother and my family had a choir, um, community choir that used to rehearse every Saturday in our home. We used to travel to different places and, um, you know, and, and sing. And when I kind of got old enough to do that, then they asked me to, uh, you know, I didn't, really didn't have to ask me. I just kind of, kind of born into it. <laughs> so, um, you know, I've always loved to sing. Um, I, my, my father was um, assistant chief of police when I was little, I was eleven. We used to do uh, a, a conference every year, and we ended up in New York at one moment. It was called uh, Noble National Organization for Black Law Enforcement Executives. Okay, and we. Um, they had a chance to say, hey, anybody want to kind of go to the Apollo? Just so happened during that weekend, we were there for a full week, that they were doing auditions, and I said, I want to do it. My mother, of course, she freaked out, because she's like, yeah, that's when kids got booed and booted off stage also. Do <laughs> 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 you want to do this? I absolutely loved it, saying um, Grace of a Vault by Whitney Houston, which, Wow. Know, yeah. And um, I actually got second place. Um on that, but they were doing the taping, but I would have had to have stayed. You know, my parents had to go back to work, and I was like, no. So, you know, it's just kind of funny how things kind of unfolded um, for me. You know, I did, it, it, it's, I can't really say that, oh, God, I went out there and tried to make things happen. It just kind of, kind of We were just chatting okay. about you auditioning at the Apollo, and I believe it was at the young age of 12 years old. Did you understand, I mean, the magnitude of that iconic venue and, you know, just to know the folks that had the opportunity to have made careers and, and have sung on that stage is like, oh, my goodness. Yeah, you know, so we used to watch um, Apollo that used to come on every Saturday. I think it was, I believe it was every Saturday. So, you know, I did know how, you know, huge that was. I think back in the day it was Apollo, then there was also, gosh, I can't remember the, the, the other name of the other TV show, but we would watch those religiously. So, you know, I knew, you know, I've seen older clips of like, you know, Stevie was on there, you know, a few other artists and, you know, so... But of course, looking back on it now, would I do it? Would I say, "Hey, eleven-year-old, you could do"? I, you know, I, I don't know if I understood the full thing. You're still like bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, you know. Right. So I was, uh, but you know, I was really, I was. So I did understand for my eleven-year-old mind back then of how incredible the Apollo was. I mean, I was really, really excited about it. My my uh, my son likes to well he's in a what they call a drifting you know cars that drift you know on these road courses and you know they they, they shred these I got probably more tires in my garage than Mavis and uh, it's it's a pretty cool hobby and he's been able to go to actual race tracks that are you know like a NASCAR track and I'm more excited than he is you know I'm like oh my goodness we're at you know we're at Indianapolis Speedway you know and I'm thinking of and here you are 
on the Apollo Theater, in the Apollo Theater, on the stage of, you know, Aretha Franklin and obviously Whitney and all these incredible, wonderful singing and vocalists and the list goes on and on and, you know, it's something that, you know, you just can't make up that opportunity. It's like, holy <laughs> moly, thank you, Jesus. I'm like, wow. Did, yes, someone, what, did, yes. did your parents at least video? Were they? Did we have cameras back then that they were able to take oh, pictures or videos? Yeah, in the 80s, you know, they look like the big movie cameras. No, we didn't have a video. There is there is somewhere, I really date myself, there is a cassette tape okay. uh, somewhere in storage, yeah. I know, <laughs> so we're, 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 we're giving our age away here. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, um, you know, I think if you would have said 8-tracks, would have been more worried about it. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> right. Uh, so, um, yeah, that, that's about that's about all we have of that, but... Yeah, definitely the memories that last forever, for sure. And, and look, second place, I'll take 15th place. It doesn't <laughs> matter because not when you go back to, well, I, I guess you're you're from California and you go back and tell your girlfriends, hey, I did this and it don't matter what place, you know. You won. Right. You're a winner just to be able to get on that okay. stage. Yes, yeah, it was, it was, like I said, it was, it was it was absolutely amazing. It was absolutely amazing. Um, you know, uh, I mean, what can you say? I mean, I remember. You know, I can remember just about everything from from that moment, and it was everything that you see it on TV, and even more. So. It, it was funny. It was funny when you mentioned, like you know, back then. I remember like the Gong Show when people were booed and get off the stage and they hit the guy. And I can right. see your mother going, "Oh my God, they could, they're gonna boo my daughter and they're gonna abuse her and make her cry." Right. <laughs> it's kind of funny because, like I said, um, you know, of course we were in with the general public that were, you know, going to audition and and going to be on the show, and. Um, Actually, on the cassette, you could hear people booing because there were a few other artists, I will name them, that were from Noble, from, from the, the convention. Yep. And Apollo actually didn't want to hear another one because they have been booed off stage. So the minute that they announced me, oh, it's another participant from Noble Division, and the crowd is booing when I'm walking out on stage. So I do remember that. And so, you know, after a while, you can kind of hear them getting quiet as the music started. And, you know, so... Yeah, I definitely earned my stripes at 11. <laughs> I will definitely say that. So, I'm hoping Dad was on the side of the stage showing his badge and his gun. Anybody abuses my daughter, we're going to meet backstage. I know that would be crazy. That would be crazy, Pam, with my daughter on stage as a crazy Italian going, really? You want to boo my daughter? <laughs> yeah, you know, it, you know it's, I was actually sharing a story with somebody else recently and they were asking me, well, how was it back then? You know, back then, your parents weren't allowed back then. It was just me and the other artists, all the other, you know, growing up from, you know, back then, they had like comedy, they had everything, you know, back then. So, uh, yeah, no, mom and dad were in the audience hoping to God that I didn't get booed just like anybody else. So, yeah, it made me grow up really, really fast. And we know New York, you know, New York is, is, is a harder crowd, so... 
Yeah, just a, just a little, just a little bit. They take we take things to heart a little bit, but certainly congratulations and thank you. you it's great that your dad um, obviously served in law enforcement. I'm a past fire chief, so I get it, and uh, I think it's important and great for him. And I hope he had a wonderful and safe career in an, in a very important job that has somehow in today's society um, lost the respect uh, that it really needs to have. But um, tell me the story with Oprah. How did you get connected with Oprah? Well, you know, and again, you know, it's like one of those things. My my mother was, of course, she was an overwatcher every day, 3 o'clock here, at 3, 3 p.m., uh, and she watched it religiously. So she had called me up. Oprah was doing a contest for... Um, a pop star challenge, kind of like an American Idol back in the day, back in 2004, 2003, American Idol, I think the cutoff was like 22 or something like that. And they wanted people who are 25 and older because they, you know, she wanted to show that people still had this amazing talent. It wasn't that your career was over if you didn't hit it by 20. <laughs> and so she had, and I kept telling her, you know, I had kind of given up singing a little bit, always in church, but you know, not necessarily pursuing a career. And, you know, I had kids very young and married very young. So my mom could tell me, oh, no, she's doing a, she's doing a contest. And I'm like, oh, God, that sounds really cheesy. So she called me up and she bugged me. And finally, I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to do it. So on my lunch break, we do a video. And it's just, you know, just a single video of you singing a cappella. And I sing another Whitney Houston song. And kind of just let her send it off. I actually didn't even, I think the deadline was like that day. So she mailed it off and next thing you know, I get a call. And it was like, um, hi, this is the Oprah show, <laughs> the Harpo. And um, we would like for you to submit another video um, because the, it didn't come out very clear. So they, anyway, maybe long story short, they, they come to the house. And that's when they let me know that I actually made it. I thought I was going to have to sing the song again. So that was, that's kind of how that happened. So I ended up on the Oprah show. We did an album called Oprah Pop Star Challenge. And uh, like I said, in 2004, we're on there four times. I got second place out of 14,000. Wow. Um, yeah. You know, there's a recurring theme. She's always in second place. <laughs> right, exactly, right? <laughs> right, exactly. And, uh, you know, that that was, there was eight contestants all together. It was, it was, that was another amazing experience that I'm going, what what just happened? I went from the desk literally to, to the TV show. So, <laughs> um, you know, that, that was, that was great. It was, it was. I mean, it was Oprah Winfrey. What can you say, right? Uh, so it was, um, right, here's the lady giving around cars and gifts and trying, <laughs> always being uh, a giver. Right. I'm sure every time the phone rings and you see it's mom going, oh, no, where is she anyway. doing now? Mom, it's all good. Right. I appreciate your support. Can you give me, like, a moment's notice ahead of time? <laughs> that I, What 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 contest? Am I going to be in, like, in a uh, Charmin commercial next, singing a, a Jingle? What are you doing to me? <laughs> you know, yeah, but you know what? Let me tell you. Now I've learned to kind of listen to mom's hunches. I've kind of learned them because you know I'm like, okay, uh, as many times that we can bust and fight with our mothers, I'm like, you know, she's 
She definitely has the wisdom, so I'm going that way. Do, do you have any brothers and sisters? Other, you know, brothers and sisters that were like all jealous of Lanisha getting all the attention? Oh, <laughs> no, not at all. You know, my brother, so there's four of us all together, and, and I'm I'm the baby. So okay. I have three older brothers. Yeah, so, um, you know, and we raised us, my youngest between us were almost 12 years. So there, there's a, a big, I was really, really the baby and the surprise. So now they all sing. Um, my brother, unfortunately, has passed away last year, my oldest brother. But, you know, we all sang. You know, um, a few of them went into law enforcement. And so, you know, it's just, yeah. Why? Um, I, I, the other trend here is Whitney Houston, and obviously, who does not love the tracks of the incredible Whitney Houston? Was that an automatic that you like? That was your favorite, you know, singer that you go? I know all these songs, and I was comfortable with it. Was there any other ideas that you were thinking of doing another artist? You know, what you know, it was definitely Whitney. Is you know, Whitney um, back in the time she was the fact that she kind of meshed the church and pop that's kind of what you know drew our attention so you're like oh my goodness she's doing all of these runs and she has this range that we have in the church but then she's singing these secular songs so that's kind of, it was Whitney hands down I mean hands down for me coming up in the in the 80s you know I mean she was she was that that she one. was it she was it she was it right absolutely and of course along you know with that there's Aretha Franklin and Gladys Knight and there's you know but for me coming out at that time it was completely with you like oh my goodness you couldn't I couldn't get enough of her voice so you know I used to actually sit and try to get all of her runs and try to get all of her songs and kind of like write them out on paper and you know so yeah, definitely. I mean, we've sadly we lost so many wonderful artists, and uh, I can certainly recall when it was announced that Whitney passed away, and I, I actually was one of, a, I'm sure, a lot of people that watched the wake in the church or Kevin Cosner actually doing a eulogy, and um, you know, tears coming down my eyes every time I watch the Bodyguard or I think of the national anthem at the Super Bowl. I mean, there's no that could ever do the talent of what that young lady did is incredible just a wonderful loss a wonderful artist and thank god we have her music to keep her spirit alive right and that that's that's the beauty of music right is that it just it lives on and on and on and yeah totally 100 percent grateful and thankful for her legacy she really she just she marked it for all of us so you're part of this go-go tuner family. How's this guy from New York, L.A., Muscle Schultz, track Lanisha Latimer down and go, hey, you got to be on one of my songs. You go, who is this guy, this go-go tuner guy? Wow, Mike is awesome. Mike is absolutely incredible. I think, Mike, I was doing some background for, for on, on some other tracks. And that's how, yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Originally, we um, brought Lanisha in. You know, she was doing backgrounds on uh, "Not Giving Up," song of Morgan, and then she was also um, she did this incredible job of um, of creating a choir. I think there's something like 16 voices of Lanisha doing a choir. It's just, it's mind blowing when you just. Like, you can just listen to that track by itself. And maybe, like, down the road, I should just make, like, a bonus track of Lanisha doing the choir. And she never heard...
part like the, the I think the track's isolated, but I also got these two guys who won a Grammy, um, a Grammy and a Double Award for Best Gospel Record last year, and they're the male vocals on that same choir with uh, Lanisha. Oh, it comes out very clear and distinct behind Morgan on uh, not giving yeah. up. Oh my goodness! Oh, yeah. Yes, you well, for me that was one of the clinchers. That, you know, there's a there's a second half of a, of a verse, and Morgan just goes for it. She hits this note and just goes for it. And I asked Lisa, I go, "Do you think you can do that, like in, in a full voice?" And there she goes, like. You know, I mean, the, the talent of, of this of this woman is ridiculous. You know, I, I don't even know if she knows the, the capability of of her of her talent. I mean, seriously, and she just hits that note almost like a Steven Tyler with the rasp with the full voice. And then the very next line, she's doing these like very subtle, vulnerable nuances. And I'm like, I'm watching her. I'm like. Who is this person? Like, why is she singing back up on my record? I'm like, she's got to be a lead singer. And if you ever met Lanisha, I mean, she's got star quality, to, you know, on top of that. You know, so, I, I mean, me look outside looking in, she has the it factor from a talent standpoint, you know, um, from, you know, just her presence and, and all that. And, she, of course, she's a, she's a wonderful person. And you put all that together, I'm like, Lanisha, we're going to write a and I think she was hesitant, but I'm like, we got to write a song. We got we got to get you to be a lead singer. And um, yeah, and then that's how that sort of came about. But I, from her side, I'm not sure how she felt about it. But um, yeah, uh, so I mean, uh, comes great across taking my heart. Was that taking you out of kind of your element for the most part, Lanisha? Going okay now, I'm, I'm it. I'm, I'm, I'm where that 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 spotlight is shining. How did how did you feel? I'm sure a little bit intimidated. You know, I was extremely intimidated. I was like, oh god. I, I went to, after he asked that. I was part of me was excited. The other part was like, wait a minute, what am I doing? Because you kind of get comfortable a little bit, you know, singing background and, you know, kind of just singing around, you know, little spots here and there, and I was good, I was cool, <laughs> but um, Mike kept pushing and pushing, and I'm like, okay, okay, I, you know, and I'm like, well, let's just, and there's my mother again, you know, just call him, just roll with it, <laughs> like, you know what, you're right, so, um, you know, it was absolutely incredible, I mean, I was, I, I was terrified, though, and I told Mike, oh my goodness, I haven't written in such a long time, and you know, um, hadn't been in the studio and even longer, you know, so, um, you know, it was definitely, he, he definitely had me out of my box <laughs> for sure. Sure, but it was great. I'm so happy that I did it. I think Absolutely. one of the one of the things that caught my attention after the first time I spoke with Mike to promote the album was how Mike was able to put this incredible lineup of amazing artists together that we are not. I mean, a basic music lover and fan might not be a custom of a Lanisha Latimer or or Morgan Miles. I had no idea who these folks are out there, but Mike was able to handpicked for the certain songs that he wrote and I think listening to the album it cross genre all across there's a rock song there's a rhythm and blues there's the go-go shred the instrumental that I love and the story behind it um, really um, 
what's the word, um, supports everything that Mike has put together here in the Go Go Tuner family. And I'm that type right. of guy. I want to know the lyrics. I want to know the story behind the song. I want to know the story behind the record. And not anybody does this of what you know Mike is able to say, okay, hey, let me just grab people and put them together. And oh, by the way, I'm going to take a rhythm and blues artist and have you sing a rock song and have a country artist sing, you know, out of their element. So I I think it's really unique and it's it's very special and uh mike and all of you's involved need to uh be definitely patted on the back on uh the success of this uh this this incredible album talk to me about now this whole stevie wonder and jennifer lopez oh my goodness i mean stevie you, you get a phone you get a phone call from stevie wonder then you like go oh this this has got to be one of my brother's friends playing games or something well that, that's exactly what i thought that it was i mean i i was i was you know clocking out leaving for work my phone rings we're not supposed to be you know answering her phone back then back in in the office and i'm like hold on a minute i'm walking out and i hear him, which I thought it was actually somebody else playing a joke on me, and I'm like, yeah, right, this is Stevie. And um, our mutual friend, I had no idea she was on the line. She said, no, 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 this is this is Stevie calling you. This really is him on the other line. And I'm going, oh my god. And so, you know, he called me up and asked me if I wanted to. Actually, at that time, they were going to um, uh, they were going to Morocco, and. Um, I didn't have my passport updated, shame on me. So we tried to push that through before they were leaving on a Tuesday and um, wasn't able to go. And um, But he did call me back about six months later and said, would you like to come down for um, an, an audition? I'm like, absolutely. So yeah, I went down for an audition and, um, and then he called me and said, I'd love to have you to come with us on tour. And that's kind of, <laughs> that's kind of how that opened up um, so I literally say that was another one from the desk to the stage because you know I mean th this story is, is really crazy I go into work on Monday and I worked with a beautiful family they were amazing my father uh, unfortunately passed away of cancer and oh, I'm sorry. really good at yeah, uh, thank you of, of um, you know allowing me time off and I'm going oh god how am I going to tell them that you know I'm going to leave you know their their business but we kind of the boss kind of called me in mutually and he says hey he called me Al. he said yeah can you come on in i gotta talk to you and business has been going low and he says you know we're gonna have we're trying to find things for you to do and this and that whatever and he says you know we'll try to keep you on as much as, as we can but business is really low and i said actually i'm leaving on tour so, <laughs> so it kind of you know, like I said, like from Apollo, Oprah was kind of like that, and Stevie was the same way. So, um, yeah, I've been with him for 10 years. Um, wow. A little old. Yeah, yeah, and he's amazing. Stevie Wonder. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. And, and you tell people that, and they go, what? Are you kidding yeah. me? <laughs> right. Everybody's like, no, come on. You know, a lot of people probably think, yeah, you're making it up. But, no, I mean, that's really, that was the blessing of, of that. And, Stevie has, I mean, he's Stevie, right? So he's absolutely incredible. And I, I wanted to piggyback on what you were talking about, Mike, with the Go-Go Tears. I think Mike is 100% music. Um, I, I kind of, I don't even know if he knows this, but I kind of equate him with Stevie. You know, of course, Stevie does all different types of music. You know, I mean, he might pull something from the Beatles on stage. I pulled something from Rock on stage. And that's kind of 
what Mike is by doing this album. You know, it's kind of like a little bit of everything. And I think any artist will tell you that, you know, it's not so much, you know, don't pigeonhole us that we, we can, you know, and it's artistry. So we're consistently growing and opening up new genres. And that was one thing that Mike's done for me. And so, you know, being on stage with Stevie, that will, he's always learning new things, always pushing the envelope, always, you know, exploring, even to this day. And it's, it's kind of, it just makes sense. So, yeah, it's been a journey. And then you add Jennifer Lopez to that mix. And oh my goodness, the things that you, your eyes have seen to be on a stage worldwide, any of these great arenas, wherever, and the things that, you know, I'm sure you could tell me so many things that you've experienced and learned from their work ethics that you can take along for your, you know, career for a solo album, if those are the goals that you would like to uh, take on. It, obviously, it's not easy being Stevie Wonder and Jennifer Lopez. You know, you can't go to the grocery It's not like you could go to the grocery store and, you know, fame comes with a lot of other headaches, you know? And I don't know if that's what you want. I mean, maybe you're comfortable doing what you do, but I'm sure, you know, I, everybody you know, I, I, everybody says oh, it's great to be, you know, the number two but yet think in your heart, you always want to at least have that one chance to say, I did it, I made it, you know, so Right, 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 you know, I, you know I, the way that I see it is, is it, you know, it's is exactly that you know, like I said, it's, it's consistently growing, stepping forward, moving encouraged, that's one thing that I learned from Jennifer I mean, of course, we all know all the things that she's done, but this woman is, she is the absolute hardest working woman. She is incredible to watch her and her team, the way that they move and the way that she pushes herself, the way that she, um, she, she literally moves with absolute courage. And I think that that's something that being behind her, you know, I see that I'm like, oh my God, if she can do it. I mean, you can even see when she's, you know, maybe a little bit nervous about something or whatever, but she does it in spite of. And I'm like, I wonder if people know how much work she puts uh, blood, sweat, and tears behind her, you know, her businesses. She is absolutely phenomenal. She really, really is. So. I mean, there's yeah, a, there, there's somebody that really wanted it. I mean, I remember one of the original yeah. Fly Girls in New York, and people yeah. just take take it for granted. And I tell my children, my young adults, and everybody, you know, hard work pays. How bad do you want it? And obviously, it has paid off for her. I mean, just to watch the Super Bowl um, halftime show that she, you know, went through, well, it was like, oh my goodness. And she's not a spring, right. and she's not. A spring chicken, you know, she's not 20 years old either, you know. <laughs> no, right, right, absolutely. But yeah, so let me tell you, she moves like, like she, I mean, like she's had never came out of her 20s. I mean, she's absolutely, you know, Jen, like you said, Super Bowl, you can see it. Um, I was there with her for part of her residency, that's where I started with her in, in uh, in Vegas, and um, you know, we just did a, a world tour. She is, she's that, she's always on every moment and she you know what she knows what she wants and that's the thing that i i love i mean the way that she commands things the way that she she has this vision that is incredible so so 
I know a lot of people think, oh, you know, she has a lot of handlers. And I'm like, yeah, you haven't really, which she does. She has a lot of hardworking people that work behind her, but it really is her vision. And her and Vinny Medina, they absolutely, they, they know what they want and, and they get it done. And that's definitely to be admired. Absolutely. I mean, and I think you got to have, I mean, to be able to run a, a successful business, I mean, just, right. just just in her music, besides whatever other, you know, maybe clothes design or perfume, or you got to have trust and hire the best people out there to chore, choreograph it. I mean, do they have you dancing? Do you have to learn all those moves while you're on stage with her? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know, that that's funny um, you mentioned that, because it's one thing with, you know, Stevie, we're kind of, of course, you know, Stevie's all musical, right? But Jen is, I mean, cameras, lights, dancers, the whole thing. And the the singers, we're an extended dancer. So, I mean, we had to, we had our choreography, we had the whole thing. And I'm going, well, how in the world did I go from swaying my hips? <laughs> you know, to singing, you know, supervision. And then now I'm out here, like, doing, and I had never, I've never taken a dance class. You know, I mean, so, but I had to get in there and, and work. And I'm like, you know. And she expects it. She expects the, you know, your greatest. So, does you know, she, and just, does, does she and Stevie motivate you to say, hey, don't be afraid to take the risk. That go out there if that's really what you want to do. I support you to go out there, and I'm here to help you. And I can tell you about a record label and management and publicists and the challenges that you're going to face and the doors that are going to be slammed. Is that one of your goals, Letitia? I mean, I think you should go out there and at least try it. If if you don't, you know, if if that's what you want to do, at least put out a solo record. Um, you, you got you got the people behind you. That's for sure. I, I do, and you know, it's so funny because Mike kind of sparked that, that interest again. He kind of sparked, I'm like, oh, God, he's creating an animal. He has no idea. <laughs> so when we did this, you know, we did this song, I'm Taking My Heart. Um, that's the one thing, you know, like I said, I was really nervous. It's been a long time, you know, since I've been in the studio. And then now I'm kind of like, oh, my God, if I could do that, then now I'm kind of like, you know, wanting to go for it. So I know Mike and I are going to uh, start working on a few more songs. And, yeah, he's definitely, he's definitely opened up um, that part of me that I kind of, like I said, I just kind of got a little bit comfortable in being around, I don't know if you could say really comfortable being around such big artists, but, you know, not necessarily wanting to be the forefront. But now it's kind of pushing me in that direction, so... No, I think it's great. I mean, my I have a younger brother. I have an older brother and a younger brother. My younger brother, as I said to Mike, is my, uh, besides my wife, my, my cheerleader going, no, 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 you need to do this. You know, he tells me all the time when I meet an artist backstage or do the interview to take notes. You know, somebody might be interested in hearing about the stories and when you first met these folks and how it worked. And, like, you know, when I had dinner with Joe Walsh, I mean... Who? How many people have an opportunity to have dinner with Joe Walsh? And then he tells me, you want to meet my brother-in-law. And I'm like, I don't even know who you are. And then it's Ringo Starr, you know? I'm like, uh, yeah, I would love to yeah, be the right. Beatle, right? You know? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's, it's funny because, you know, when you're, it's, it's good to have your team on your team, like you're saying. You know, it's like I was... Um, I had children really young. I was pregnant at 15. And so there's a whole, you know, I was married at 16. There was a whole thing. And then I had children later on. Um, I have a five and a four year old now. So a lot of times you can think, oh God, he's not too old to do this. Or I'm just a mom. Or, I'm doing this and that, whatever. And, you know, but then there's like, there's still that fire that I think that a lot of 
mother, a lot of people just kind of put, you know, they kind of push it down and say, oh, I missed my time. When in reality, there is no perfect time than, than now, right? right? No one can put you in a box. Nobody can say, oh, you're too old. And even if the industry will try to tell you that, there's somebody that needs to hear what it is that, you know, what, 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 your, what your dream is. Somebody needs to be inspired by it. And, you know, and I'm kind of learning that, but you might not reach as many people as Jennifer Lopez and a Stevie Wonder, but you will reach somebody that needs to hear that story to be inspired by it. And that's something that I'm learning to, that's kind of helping me get out of that, you know, kind of push forward with that fear regardless. So um, that's definitely been, like I said, my career uh, has been like, you know, I was actually pregnant on stage. Yeah, yeah, with, with both of my, uh, my both, both of my sons now, which are, are four and five, and, um, you know, I was really nervous. My, my children, my youngest had already left for college, and, you know, like, I was already working with Stevie, and I'm like, oh, my goodness, I've been working so hard in my career. How am I going to tell him? And, you know, he told me, he says, hey, if you're healthy, let's go. And, of course, I was like, oh, my God, I'm really going to, you know, so from we toured that whole Two years on the life and two years and two babies. <laughs> you know, but um, it was incredible because I would get messages and I mean from other women that going, "Oh my God, I thought my career was over, but now I see you up there, and how do you do it?" And it's not. So that's why I'm saying, like, you know, God's kind of placed us all in, you know, in the perfect situation. And even when we think that it doesn't necessarily look the way that we think that it's supposed to look, but it, it's definitely to inspire other people. So that's kind of what keeps me pushing forward. Good, good for you. And that's great advice. And time, I mean, with a little timing and hitting the right connection, but you got to believe and you got to want it. And you can't, you know, I, I always say to my kids, you know, failure. We learn from our mistakes. That's not necessarily failure, you know. There are some, I reach out to an artist management to do an interview with, you know, I don't know, hypothetically Jennifer Lopez, and the manager goes, well, no, who are you? She's too busy, da 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 And then when I talk to the artist, they go, oh, my God, no, I'd do an interview with you anytime, you know. But some of the people, you know, you get the door slammed, and I go, okay, oh, well, they're lost, not mine. I'm not going to stop. I'm going to be persistent and keep asking. But with, let me ask you, Lanisha, with Jennifer's great catalog of music, I mean, Waiting for Tonight, all those great hits, do you, did you have to learn Spanish? Because I know with her Latin background, she does a lot of uh, Spanish albums and Spanish songs. Did you have to learn a second language if you you didn't know it already? Absolutely. And <laughs> you better, we better sing it good, too, like we know what we're talking about. Yeah, I mean, yes, 100%. Um, it, it's so funny because um, there's actually a clip I know that she had put on. We did, I think, iHeartRadio um, in Miami uh, just the end of last year. And uh, one of her songs that were totally, the whole background was in Smash. I'm going, oh, my God. But, you know, the other background that we're like, hey, let's get together, let's tackle this, and you know, we don't always necessarily get to interact with her, but of course, on this one song, she comes right over and says, okay, let me hear what you guys got, and I'm going, thank God, she has no idea that we stayed up five hours <laughs> before this, <laughs> trying to tackle this song, you know, but um, yeah, you you definitely, you know, it's, it's Jen, you know, working with Jen, it's, it's, a, it's a lot of work. And, you know, like I said, she expects perfection. She, she deserves it. And 
so we try to get as close as we can to it. So yes, we definitely are bilingual up there. I, I don't necessarily know what we're saying. <laughs> <laughs> the music is good. <laughs> well, nobody's booing you. Nobody's booing you off the stage. Uh, I mean, my my mom, uh, my mom's side is uh, my mom is Puerto Rican. My mom passed away, but my mom is Puerto Rican, and I remember we went to Puerto Rico many many moons ago, and we're in Puerto Rico, and my cousin is teaching my younger brother bad. Uh, Spanish curse words, and he's in the oh shop, and he's in the shopping cart saying these words out loud, like you know, like he just learned how to say like "me llamo Andy," you know. And the people in the store are looking, and my mother's like freaking out. Would you stop that? You know all that. I don't know what they mean, but <laughs> right, absolutely, yeah. We always learned about. We we definitely know the curse words first, right? Yeah. Those are yeah, those are great. But yeah, we definitely have to get in there. Um, you know, working with JLo, she has, I, I had no idea that, of course, we know how amazing her music is. I had no idea how much her background singers were really, really, um, are very involved. And so, yeah, she's definitely not for the faint of heart. You've got to get in there and, and work. Favorite, sure. favorite JLo song to do? Oh, my God. You know, it's so funny. Oh, oh I have so many of them. Oh, I, I would say... Waiting for tonight is great. I'm real. I I love that one. Um, Jenny for the block is great. I mean, uh, I mean, I, I know. I'm putting I'm putting you on the spot. I'm putting you on the spot. I'd be like, yeah. Right. Favorite 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 Stevie Wonder song to sing. And what is there not to like on any Stevie Wonder song? Right. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he's you know he's that's, oh my goodness, I can't even say enough about Stevie. I mean, you can go all the way back from like Hey Love and. You know, I mean, it, Stevie is Stevie is music. Stevie is absolute music. So I have so many. Um, oh my goodness! Moments, I, right? It's amazing. Uh, Living for the city is is, is incredible. I mean, there's there's just, there's so many songs. There's so many. Favorite favorite venue to, to to sing at, perform. You remember, like the biggest stadium you performed. Madison Square. Oh my goodness! Um, incredible, Glastonbury with Stevie. We I did uh, Madison Square with Stevie and with with J Lo. Um, I did Glastonbury uh, with uh, Stevie, and uh, but you know Madison Square was that was just <laughs> Madison Square Garden. That that was absolutely phenomenal. Had had to be. I, I remember asking Bernard Fowler uh, with the Rolling Stones, and he says, when you get helicoptered into Brazil, to Rio, and there's a million people, and you oh, look yeah. at, you know, playing in Cuba, the Stones were the first rock band to play finally in Cuba, and, you know, watching yeah. the emotions from the people, I mean, th that culture, that country, you weren't allowed to have really Western music, and they would take it away, you go to jail, and for the Rolling Stones to play right after President Obama was there, and he says, oh my God, Pat, to see the people in tears and singing, and oh my goodness, and we take it so, we take it for granted, you know? Absolutely, you know, that, that's funny because we did do Rock and Rail also with, with DV, and that is absolute truth. You know, that's the one thing is like seeing people crying and dancing in the streets. And, you know, with Stevie, they had done, of course, they had the video. They, they put uh, big screens out all throughout the street. And so you just saw, I mean, hundreds of thousands of people. I mean, you can only see so far from the stage. But, I mean, it was literally 
just so many people on the beach and just I mean it was it was you know it's it's so memorable those are things that I will that they will just live in my heart absolutely forever absolutely forever. So, no doubt about yeah. that what I ask every yeah. every vocalist Lanisha is um your, obviously, your vocal cords are your your main instrument. What um what measures do you take to prevent injury? I mean, obviously, you do warm ups before the show and stuff like that. But do you um do you do anything special to make sure that you know you you're not losing your voice? Um, a lot of artists would say to me, if we're doing interviews all week, I'm not recording. I just can't talk for somebody for an hour or so and then record a track. I just can't do that. Is there anything? You know, that's, you know that's, that's absolute truth um, about that. My biggest thing is hydrate. Definitely, definitely a uh, warm up. You know, um, and also, um, gosh, rest as much as you can. You know, that's a little bit harder when you're on tour. Um, people don't realize how, you know, how I don't want to say how fragile or you know how the voice is. It can be a lot of talking, and of course, me being mom. And especially with four and five year olds, sit down, shut up. Consistently doing this, so it's really been, um, you know, it's been a challenge. Uh, I know that some vocalists that they can, you know, just be quiet. I don't have that lifestyle. Right. They can be quiet for all day. Um, however, it really is important to take care of your instrument um, as much as possible. And um, vocal injury, you know, that's something that I think has been really hush hush or kind of looked at like you know if you're feeling any kind of strain you know definitely have a good uh ent to go to and kind of like you know it's that it's normal you know um i actually had a vocal industry um, in, um injury coming off of jennifer lopez and so because i didn't realize i was doing you know you just pick a bad bad habit right um uh, like you know singing wrong maybe not necessarily warming up as much as i could and you know but thank God that I kind of got that taken care of and, you know, get a good vocal coach to kind of work through those things. So it is normal. It's just like an athlete. You know, um, I think that, you, you know, so that's really what I try to do. Try to rest as much as possible. Definitely hydrate. Take care of that instrument. Kind of, you know, nurse it. And... You know, it's, it's, it's really important. And those are those are the top four or five things that every artist has told me. The the Paul Rogers of Bad Company, the Mark Slaughters, the guys that scream. You know, a minimum of eight hours of sleep, hydration very important, and uh, taking yeah. care of yourself. I want to go to a bar with you and do karaoke and see everybody's reaction when you get up there. Yeah, no, I just just the reaction of people and you start doing a, a Jen song and they go wow or a Whitney song and they go, Wow, you're good <laughs> Right, right. Into uh, singing, following mom's footsteps. Uh, I'm so sorry. Any of your family following mom's footsteps in singing? Yeah. Um, well, you know, my 
my my children, um, they are my son, wife, my daughter. She loves classical. She kind of gets like this mixture between um, opera and hip hop. It's really it's really interesting. I'm like, hey, go go for it. So um, yeah, you know, uh, they definitely they they love what mom did. They've always been extremely supportive. My four and five year old's amazing that you can't hear them since we're all quarantined in the home together. <laughs> but um, usually he's singing consistently there all the time. But yeah, so I hope I'm just like, hey, go for whatever it is that you that your heart desires. I'm I'm behind you one hundred percent. Absolutely. There's no we we I'm living my dream doing what I'm doing and obviously you're living your dream so it's all good. Right. Yes, absolutely. Mike, am I missing anything to ask this wonderful artist? Uh, what was that, Patrick? Am I missing anything to ask from this wonderful artist? Oh, I don't know. You can ask her if I was driving her crazy in the studio with my <laughs> Mike was uh, Mike was awesome. I mean, he, you know, I, I'm taking, taking my heart. There's that one, Mike was at the bridge where we hit that really, really high note. And I'm going, oh, my God. You know, I mean, it's one thing when I was doing it for the other artists on the shop, and I'm going, am I going to be able to do this? And, I mean, we, after a few takes, I hope I didn't kill his ears, but, you know, we we definitely got it. Mike was great. Mike has been very, very patient, very, I mean, very awesome. His vision, I'm 100% totally behind him. Um, like I said, his, his the album, Go Go Tenor Family album, is it's, it's artistry and it does have a little bit of everything else and like I said I think that's what make up a great artist um, and like I said I learned from Stevie Wonder it's not just one genre of music but you know it's, it's a little bit of everything that kind of makes up who we are right so I think that that's definitely what this album portrays that vision extremely well and Mike was great to work with Fantastic. Absolutely. And that's what that, again, that was my attraction besides the good music behind the tracks, but the story behind it. And Mike obviously knew the vision that he wanted and he was able to interpret to all the artists and it comes across on all the tracks. So certainly congratulations on doing a great job. Congratulations on a, a wonderful career, successful career. And uh, I look forward to for that first Letitia Nanisha Latimer solo album that I could play a track on my radio show. <laughs> Absolutely. We're working on that. I'm definitely working on that. For sure. Soon. We support you, dear. You got the voice. You're a beautiful lady taking care of your family and doing all the right things. So I'm all in. Thank you so much, Patrick. Thank you. And thank you, Mike. What can I say? Well, the, the, the thanks goes to you. You're the one with the, the amazing <laughs> voice. So, thank you, thank you so much. Yeah, Mike is so quiet and so humble until he gets on that guitar. I'm like, whoa, wait a minute, what happened? <laughs> so I did want to throw that in there. Don't let you know. Don't let the quietness fool you. He's uh, he's amazing. Yes, I, I've, I've watched a video and I've seen him uh, do his thing, his work his magic on the guitar, so I, I certainly great. see that. I think it's great. Well, I thank both of you for your time, Mr. Mike Moster and the Go-Go Tuner Family Record and the amazing Lanisha Latimer, all here on WBXO and Pat Soundbites Unplugged. Go and buy the record. Awesome. Thank you.